Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. My name is Sherry and I am your host. And today is episode number 28. I thought it would be fun if we explored the tarot. Coming up next. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing. Happy to be back, taking a little hiatus, just busy with wonderful things, but I'm happy to be back. And I thought we would start this unique little episode with understanding and learning about the tarot and doing readings, tarot card readings for our clients or our friends or family. You know, the tarot has had a long history, very long history, uh, throughout Europe. And some say it started in Egypt. It's got a very rich history and across China and Europe and then to North America and South America. And it's just, it's probably gotten a bit of a bad rap by people who really don't understand what the tarot is. I am a certified tarot card reader and I have a deep love for the tarot. I think it's incredibly accurate and it's fun to engage with the tarot cards uh, because it tells us a lot about what's going on inside ourselves in our subconscious and unconscious mind that sometimes we just really don't realize that we're feeling or struggling with. As many symbolisms of, of God uh, and the ace cards are the hand of God reaching out to us. And then of course it has other cards that represent our ego or a life changing event that people oftentimes really get upset about and frightened by the imagery maybe or something. But the number one thing when you're delving into the tarot is to understand that it is not bad, that it helps guide us and find answers to make our life more beautiful and rich. And like any other practice, it always comes from the intention of the reader. And if that intention is pure and good to help others journey through life, in the best possible way, then that cannot be wrong. So that being said, I would love to start this podcast episode, Understanding the Tarot. So I became certified in tarot card reading and angel card reading as well. I love angels and I love to communicate with them, but I became certified in tarot in 2016. And so I've been doing it ever since, and I just find it incredibly fascinating. It's really, really neat. I would like to start by explaining and having like brief explanation of 
the language of the tarot cards. Because a lot of people don't know the names of the different cards in the deck. So I thought we'd start with that. So arcana is the word that means mysteries and referring not to secrets, but to miraculously mysterious way that the universe weaves itself through our lives. And the tarot is broken into two primary sections. One is called the major arcana and the other is called minor arcana. And the major arcana documents big dramatic life events. And the minor arcana focuses more on the day-to-day life. So loosely translated, you can think of them as the big mysteries and the little mysteries of life. And then we have the court cards. And the court cards refer to the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. And those are found in each suit in the minor arcana. And they can represent people or situations in our lives. And then we look at the entire tarot deck and we kind of compare it to the hero's journey. If you know anything about Joseph Campbell's explanation of the hero's journey. And so this is, it's kind of like a storyline that follows the 22 cards of the major arcana. And it kind of tells a person where they are in their journey. And this goes in the state of your consciousness, the journey inside your consciousness not necessarily an actual journey by on foot, but more spiritually where you are. The querent, this is a very common term in the tarot community that refers to the person who's getting the reading. Uh, reverse cards, uh, you'll hear uh, some tarot card readers uh, have a different meaning, meaning for reversed cards, meaning that they're upside down and that means something different. For the sake of this, class or this episode, I'm just going to not get into reversed cards, but just stick to upright facing cards that are not upside down. So we'll just keep it simple, the explanation. A significator card, when a card reminds us of someone we know, this is called a significator card. For example, someone might decide that the queen of wands has many of the traits of a sister or that the image of the knight of air bears a striking resemblance to their nephew or something like that, then this card may then come to represent those people in the readings in the future as well. So that's just... And then spread is... The spread are the guidelines for laying out cards for a certain type of reading. Usually they have a specific pattern and meaning associated with each card. And they're designed for a particular topic, such such as romance or health or life purpose, something like that. I almost always use the Celtic cross spread in my card readings. So let's start talking about the hero's journey. So there are the major arcana comprises the first 22 cards of the tarot. And they are numbered 0 through 21. Um, And these cards symbolize major life events or other significant situations we're experiencing. For those who read cards for themselves or regular clients on a frequent basis, the impact of the major arcana card is in a reading may be diminished sometimes. When the reading's for a stranger, 
um, or an infrequent client, the major arcana, they signal important life events. So it's like the very first time it's coming to the conscious mind of the querent. And the, the minor arcanas are more like your day-to-day situations. They don't have as much impact in the spread, let's say, um, as the major arcanas do. So if you have a spread for someone and it's filled with major arcana cards, it, it's going to be a pretty impactful reading for them. It, it could be a, like a game changer, you know, a change in their whole entire uh, outlook on where they are in life at this moment in time. So uh, let's go through the cards in order, starting on the journey, the hero's journey. So we start with card number zero. I use the Rider Weight deck, so just as a point of reference. So I'll be speaking on that, that particular deck. So the number zero, first major arcana card is the Fool. This is the beginning of the journey. This is the very first step. You've made the decision to take a leap of faith when you see this card up here. You don't really have any firm understanding of what that first step is going to mean, but you are awakened enough to want to take that first step. The leap of faith. That's kind of what that card represents. The second card, which is card number one in the major arcana, is the magician. And the magician card... Now that you've decided to take that first leap of faith, the first energy or person you encounter is the magician. And from this magical being, you discover that you can manipulate the four elements in this world. You can make fire and put it out with water. You can breathe in air and till the earth. And so you have the ability to manage spiritual energy as well as earthly matter to create what you desire. So the magician represents everything you have that you need to embark on this journey. And it represents as above, so below. So that's what the magician card represents. The next card is the card number two in the major arcana, and it's the high priestess. And understanding that you can create what you desire isn't the same thing as knowing what you want to create. And so the fool moves us forward. The magician gives us all of the tools that we will need. But the high priestess is about the importance of going within. You learn about meditation and listening to the voice of God, the angels, and the higher self. You ask the question, who am I and what am I here for? What is my life purpose? A search for the discovery of your divine life purpose has begun. When you see the high priestess, that means that the universe, your intuition, and everything, that force is behind you on this magnificent journey of awakening. So the high priestess signals that. It's a beautiful card. Number three card in the major arcana is the empress. Your time as the fool with the high priestess was successful. So you've taken the leap of faith. The magician has supplied everything you need. The high priestess is giving you that intuition and that thumbs up from the universe to start this this journey. And then the empress shows up 
And the Empress is a woman of amazing creative abilities. There's nothing she cannot do when she puts her mind to it. So you learn from the Empress how to get things done, how to create, to put into action your desires so that you can manifest them into the real world eventually. She is represented in the card as a, a pregnant woman. And sometimes this card can indicate pregnancy, but a lot of times it indicates pregnancy with like a new idea, idea for creation. And she also has 12 stars that are in her crown, her tiara on her head, which represent the 12 zodiac signs. So she is very, she's very connected to the universe and to creating all that is wonderful in the world. And then the number four card in the major arcana is the emperor. So the emperor teaches us that every fool that embarks on this journey, he will encounter the wisdom and the discipline and the order to which he will need to refer back. The emperor, he's not without feeling, even though he is all about getting the job done. His work is generally for the greater good and seeing that people that we meet along the way are necessary. These people will probably bring structure to our journey and decision-making. The Hierophant is the card number five in the major arcana. And this is about discipline and order without moral judgment. It's kind of like you realize that you want to be understood and accepted by your community of people. You also are learning to be accepting of other people's points of view. So this is kind of a card of religious openness and accepting of other people's doctrines. It's also when you feel like you need some advice, you go back to the Hierophant as moral compass. So it helps guide us in um, doing it the right way, you know, making sure we make moral, ethical decisions. Uh, the lover card, the lovers, is number six in the major arcana. The lovers represents, it can represent intimate relationships, and it also can represent the relationship we have with ourselves as well. It's about the duality that lives within the masculine and feminine, the yin and yang, the Ida and Pingala energy, solar and lunar, bringing those together in harmony to be a well-rounded, functional person. It can represent that. And then, of course, it can also represent our love relationships as well. The number seven card is the chariot in the major arcana. And the chariot can sometimes represent determination and willpower to move forward. Um, sometimes it represents travel. Most of the time it is pushing you forward with that willpower and determination to continue on your journey. And the number eight card is strength. And the strength card represents our power of compassion and kindness and our inner strength and knowledge and courage to be able to handle difficult situations that may arise along this journey and to tame that 
energy that sometimes wants to lead us astray. The strength card kind of keeps us grounded and focused and on the path and not distracted by dramatic changes in life. So that's a really great card. And the number nine card in the major arcana is the hermit. Over time, you start to ask yourself some very powerful questions. You might begin to seek meaning in the world and your place within it. So you're going along the journey and you have, you come to a time period where you're like wanting to go inward and be quiet and kind of you're questioning a lot of things along the journey. So you want to quiet and go on a quest for self-discovery that might define where you're going forward. You may seek at this point in time, seek solitude or a mentor uh, who can kind of teach you about the deeper meanings of life. And so when you see the hermit card come up, it might be indicating that you are or will be soon in that place of introspection and needing some time alone for that self-discovery to take place. The number 10 major arcana card is the Wheel of Fortune. And the Wheel of Fortune, so this comes after the Hermit. So after you've spent some time focusing inward and kind of doing that self-discovery time period, you realize that you're starting to see how the world really works. The illusion is gone. And you've gotten some of the answers that you're seeking. And now it's time to get moving again. You've, you've got the answers. You've done the soul searching. And so the wheel of fortune is kind of um, pushing you forward and it's kind of like the wheel of destiny, but it is one of your own creation. So you have control of this part. And so it can be at this point too, where you decide to get off the journey that you don't, it's too, it's shaken too much up within. And so you're like, I'm going to hop off the wheel. I don't want to keep going on this journey, but a lot of times people do want to go forward on the journey. And so the Wheel of Fortune represents getting back on the wheel and continuing forward on the journey of self-discovery. The 11th card is Justice. And the Justice card is making the decision, who are you going to carry along with you on this journey? And who are you going to kind of let go of? So as you know, when we're making self-discovery and we're awakening, um, we have a shift in our consciousness, which causes us to question a lot of things. Oftentimes it causes us to question relationships. The justice card may indicate maybe the relationships that you feel are no longer serving you and you decide to let them go, not in any kind of malice or anger or anything like that, but you bless them and release them. Um, because they're not serving your, your journey any longer. Or you choose to keep them going because they are helpful on your journey. Or you might even, you know, decide to change location. There are many things when the justice card comes. But the main point is that you're making a decision to keep relationships or other factors in your life that are beneficial to you continuing on the journey to self discovery and awakening and higher consciousness. The number 12 major arcana card is the hanged man. The hanged man, um, you eventually come to a time in your life when things may stall again and life feels a little bit uncertain. You might even during this shakeup of this journey that you're on to higher consciousness, you might even 
rattle some cages along the way because you're questioning a lot and you're putting boundaries in place. And so you might get a little frustrated along the way. And so the hangman says oftentimes, before you decide to cast everything aside, sometimes it's a good idea to look at life through a different perspective, kind of flip the old way of looking at things upside down as the hangman is hanging upside down, but around his head is this illumination of, aha, I get it now. And so sometimes we just need some time to look at things from a different perspective and you realize that it feels good to let go sometimes of the things that are holding on too tightly and just let God be in control. And that's what the hangman represents, just kind of seeing things from a different angle. The number 13 major arcana card is the death card. People get very nervous when the death card shows up and you don't need to. The death card is really about release. I mean, that's what it really represents. And recent experiences that you may have been having have given you clarity as to what really matters to you. And you've become aware that there are situations and people whose presence in your life are no longer conducive, you know, to the divine life purpose that you are seeking. And so along the hero's journey, and it's not just people, it's situations, jobs, all kinds of different situations along the journey that we just need to release. We just need to let them go. We've examined them under the hangman. We've turned them around and we just come to the fact that, you know what, this just needs to end and be released. It just simply does. And so, so that something new and more wonderful can take its place. So the death card means ending and release. That's really all it means. The next card, the card number 14 in the Major Arcana is Temperance. And this is a wonderful card, Temperance. So if you, you've experienced a great deal along the path so far, right? You're traveling along and you're at card number 14. And now it's necessary to balance. Now you want to kind of bring balance back in to your life because you've gone through an actual alchemical change. You know, when you start this journey and you start changing and uprooting your entire life system and all of your belief systems, and you start kind of cleaning house and maybe even changing like your lifestyle, maybe changing to like a vegetarian diet, maybe moving house, changing relationships. These are big, huge changes in life. And they, they're like a chemical, alchemical change inside of you. You're no longer the person you once were. And so temperance is this beautiful angelic being and her feet are in the water of the subconscious and she's kind of pouring emotions back and forth between two cups in, in the picture on the card. And she has these beautiful angelic wings and she's enlightened all around her head because we've gone this far along the journey and we are really starting to become a different person. We're really starting to awaken and feel that shift and maybe even be able to hear God's voice. And so the temperance is the indicator that you have gone through a major shift. The number 15 card in the major arcana is the devil, which you can really put in there, the devil slash ego. 
The devil card, and people again get very nervous when he shows up, but it really is just representing the ego. And so as you continue to pursue your own development, you are going to become aware of the impact of the ego upon your daily life. I mean, that's just going to happen. And you've come to realize that by understanding your own inner challenges more deeply, you will be able to confront those aspects of yourself and regain power over them. You now see that your belief that others can block your life. You see through the illusions. You see through, and really, you're the one that blocks your own life. No one else really has the power to do that. If anything's blocked, it's because you're blocking it yourself. And that's what the devil represents. He's kind of the guy that whispers in your ear and says, you shouldn't go on this journey. You're fine where you are. You're never going to make it. You're not going to make And so it's that, you know, always whispering all that negativity into your ear. So when this card shows up in a spread, it's really good to just be aware that maybe you're giving yourself way too much negative self-talk. You need to change how you speak to yourself and see things. You have to become more positive and more self-assured, a very humble way that God is with you on this journey and it's a journey of awakening and higher consciousness so that your life can be as rich as possible. So you can just quiet him right down. The 16th card in the Major Arcana is the Tower. Another one. This is the section of the tarot that gives people such a fright. The tower really means a major life experience that can cause this shift. It's kind of like something that's been going along and then it comes to an end abruptly, let's say. Maybe you lose your job, you know, suddenly and it really, really shakes you up. Now you've got to find a different job. At this point, you might say, you know what? I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to go back to school. I've always wanted to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to, I'm going to go to school and learn how to be a yoga teacher. I, I'm done with the corporate world. Or I want to be a birth doula. Or, you know, something that you've never done before and you wouldn't have done had this huge life experience not happened to you. So it's like this big shift you know, heaven and your angels will find a way to bring the true change and evolution into your life. This is all divinely guided. And this is nothing bad. We have to learn to trust our tarot cards as they show up and not be afraid of them. They're trying to help us. They're not trying to hurt us in any way. The 17th card is the star in the major arcana. And the star, you are now free of the hopelessness that once held you hostage. Um, your faith has become strong and unbreakable when you see the star. You are coming out of the dark night of the soul and you are entering back into the conscious mind along the journey, but you are completely transformed. You have faith and, you know, you become strong and unbreakable through this journey. And so much of that awakening is the endless flow of the universe through our subconscious mind and into our conscious mind, we reemerge completely changed and awakened. And we're more intuitive and so many things make more sense at this point when you see the star. So you're coming back into consciousness, changed. 
And so number 18 is the moon in the major arcana. You know, you started on the fool's journey, the state of joy and hope, and you know, you aren't even fully aware what has happened to you, but you know that you've, you definitely are experiencing heightened intuitiveness. You see through the illusion. You don't really worry anymore. You don't have a lot of fear anymore. It's like the world makes sense. You can find greater and deeper meaning in the things that used to cause you fear and worry. And now you see the big picture and it's like, oh, okay. I understand that those little petty things that I used to get so upset about are really just life lessons. And the suffering that I've experienced throughout the journey is really just a way of the universe teaching me what's really important and to see through the illusion. Number 19 card is the sun. The sun represents like the morning has come again. And with it, the bright rays of enlightenment fill your soul. And you feel nothing but joy and pride in the accomplishments that you've learned along the journey. You're filled with more self-confidence and understanding, and you feel like you could do anything and that you realize you have chosen success, not success in the business world, but success in enlightening your consciousness. You have gone on this journey. You have taken the courage and the motivation and you have decided to go for it. You come back illuminated and motivated and completely reawakened. The number 20 card is judgment. So now that you have successfully made your way to the last steps of the journey, you find yourself in a time of assessment and evaluation. So the task before you is to seek out any unresolved issues within your heart and offer up forgiveness to any and all who desire it. Uh, what we will do at this point in your life is you will successfully have defeated your ego and brought faith, hope, and confidence back into your heart. And you'll review all of your options carefully with a knowing in your soul that will be successful. You'll be successful at everything that you do because your heart and your soul has been alchemically changed for the better and for the good. And then the last major arcana card is the number 21, and that is the world. And the journey is now complete when you see the world card. All of the fool's plans have been fulfilled, and you are strong and whole and radiant in your success. You have the option of pausing for a time or returning to the beginning of the journey to try to start something new even. Most people kind of stay in this wonderful state of awakening and renewal and enjoy the benefits of this hard-fought journey. But for now, you know, take a little a rest when you see this card and bask in the perfection of the divine that God has led you on this beautiful journey for your own good and awakening. So those are the major arcana cards. Now we are going to switch to the minor arcana cards and the court cards. The court cards are the king, the queen, the knight, and the page. 
and there are four suits in the tarot deck. So let's visit the suits first. It gives us a better understanding of the meaning. So the wands is the suit that is representative of fire. And so this is our passion and excitement for something. The water suit are represented by the cups. So the cups represent emotion, our emotional state. And the swords uh, represents air. And the swords is our intellect, our intellectual and inspired choices. And then we have the pentacles. And the pentacles are represent earth. And these are like our most basic needs, our job, our money, our home. It's very earthly, earthly bound. Those are the four suits. Then we have the court cards. And the court cards in the minor arcana are the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. And it depends on which suit they're in to what they're representing. The page cards often signal a new beginning. And the knight cards are that focused action and getting things done, moving things forward. The queen cards um, represent the nurturer, the loving, supportive energy that we might need to move that idea forward. And the king cards are the, the authority figures. So the employers, the supervisors, the parents, the person who's kind of large and in charge in our lives is represented by the king card. The ace cards indicate new beginnings and opportunities for a fresh start. It's often represented by the hand of God handing us whatever that suit represents. So if you get the ace of cups, it would be that the hand of God is offering you a, a healthy, positive emotional state because the cups represent emotion. The two cards often indicate duality. So they indicate friendships or romantic relationships because they represent the, the two energies together. The three cards represent creativity and growth and self-expression. And the four cards usually represent a solid foundation. Um, so when you consider a table has four legs, it feels very stable. So the four card oftentimes will represent a stability time period. Fives are often challenges that bring about opportunities. So when you see a five card of any suit, it might be a bit of a challenge that you're going through. The six cards represent harmony. After the uncertainty of the fives, we're ready to rest and kind of settle in with the six cards. Uh, seven cards in minor arcana, they represent soul searching. So there's a lesson that needs to be learned in the seven cards. The eight cards are an indicator of great progress and activity. So you're really going in the right direction when you see an eight card in a spread. And the nine cards often reflect extremes in optimism or pessimism. So that's why in a spread in the ninth place, and we'll talk about that, in the ninth place, it's usually your hopes or your fears. That's what that card placement represents. The 10 cards are true endings that lead to new beginnings. So something has come full circle. The next part that we talk about, uh, the major arcanas are associated with astrology, astrological signs, and that energy of that astrological sign, and archangels. So they are influenced 
by those two beautiful energies. So we're just going to go briefly through each major arcana card and just I'll mention the archangel that it's associated with and the astrological sign. So it gives you a bit better understanding of the energy contained within that card. So the zero card, again, is the fool card. And the archangel associated with the fool card is Metatron. And he is the angel watching over young people or watching over a person with a new, fresh start of the journey. So, And the astrological sign associated with the fool card is Uranus, which is the planet of innovation and kind of like creation and new beginnings, which aligns with that very first step of the hero's journey started with the fool card. The number one card, magician card, the archangel Raziel is the archangel that energy is part of the magician card. And it's the universal God wisdom contained that energy, the Mercury communication. So astrological planet is Mercury uh, associated with the magician uh, communication and intellect. The number two card, High Priestess, uh, the Archangel is Haniel, and that is the angel of psychic gifts, intuition, feminine energy, and the grace of God, and the astrological uh, energy for High Priestess is the moon, which uh, is full of intuition and psychic power and feminine energy. The number three card in the Major Arcana is the Empress card, and Gabriel is the archangel that governs the Empress, and Gabriel is the angel of communication, announces births. He's the, the messenger between God and mankind, announcing the creation of something. And the astrological energy planet is Venus for the Empress, Venus divine beauty and feminine energy, and all that is beautiful. The number four major arcana card is the emperor, and Archangel Michael is the archangel associated with the emperor, who is like God, the powerful protector, Archangel Michael. And the astrological sign uh, sign energy is Aries. So that really strong, kind of forceful energy of Aries. The number five is the Hierophant, and Archangel Sandalfon is the Archangel that governs Hierophant, delivering prayer from earth to heaven. It is that communication between us and the divine. And Taurus is the astrological sign that governs the Hierophant. Determination and faith. The Taurus is very determined. The number six major arcana card is the Lovers. And we see here Archangel Raphael shows up for the lover's card. God heals. And sometimes a really good love can heal us, right? And so the Gemini astrology energy is assigned to the lovers. Of course, the two duality of Gemini with the lover's card. Number seven, the chariot card of the major arcana. And Metatron shows up forward moving energy and charging recharging our batteries. So recharging so we can continue on the journey. Cancer is the astrological energy that governs chariot. Action filled and very concerned with security and being in control. So the cancers, they're psychic and they like, but they like to be in control of what's happening. 
The number eight card is strength. Archangel Ariel shows up, the lioness of God. Nature and animals is really, really strong with Ariel, and she also works in tandem with Archangel Raphael to bring a lot of strong energy to the strength card. And the astrology sign that's affiliated is Leo, loving, ambitious, powerful, and loyal. The number nine card, Hermit, Raziel, shows up, Archangel Raziel, uh, to teach us the secrets of life. So as we journey inward with the Hermit card, this is when Archangel Raziel shows up to teach us the secrets that we might not be able to see. And the astrological sign is Virgo, dedicated to helping others see. The number 10 card in the Major Arcana is the Wheel of Fortune, and Archangel Michael shows up again, finding our life purpose. He guides us to find our life purpose. And the astrological planetary energy is Jupiter, expansive, positive, and optimistic. And the number 11 card is Justice, and Archangel Raguel shows up. Do what you know is right and fair in the Justice card, and the astrological affiliation is Libra, open-minded, balanced, and focused on fairness in the Justice card. The number 12 major arcana is the Hanged Man, and so Gabriel shows up with an announcement to be sensitive and to really flip that energy around and see things with some imagination, maybe not be so serious. And the planetary energy associated with the hangman is Neptune, kind of mysterious Neptune. Uh, the death card number 13 in the major arcana is Azrael, is the archangel that shows up elegant and tender, power of grace of the divine to comfort us and walk through the challenging times in life. So we definitely need Azrael to help us through the death card, letting something go. The astrological sign is Scorpio, transformation, endings, and beginnings. And so Scorpio and Archangel Azrael help us navigate through the death card, letting things go so that new things can form. The number 14 card in the major arcana is the temperance card. And Zadikiel is our archangel, the righteousness of God. And Sagittarius is the energy that governs temperance. And it's spiritual understanding and optimism, having great faith and hope during our alchemical change. The number 15 major arcana card is the devil or the ego. And beautiful archangel Jophiel shows up. The beauty of God. When our thoughts have fallen into negative or negativity or pessimism, when we're lost on our way, Jophiel reminds us just how beautiful life can be. And that is a beautiful thing. The number 16 major arcana is the Tower card, and Archangel Kamuel shows up. He who sees God. And so God will see us through any major life shift. No worries there. The planetary energy is Mars, bold and courageous through life changes. Number 17, the major arcana is the star. And Archangel Jophiel shows up again with her beauty and returns with a natural role showing how beautiful life can be as we re-enter into the consciousness of life. Astrological energy is Aquarius, able to see the possibilities of the future. Number 18 in the major arcana is the moon, and Archangel Haniel is the archangel who shows up 
psychic and intuitive powers to show the truth in the situation. And the moon is all about our intuition. And the astrological energy that governs the moon is Pisces, psychic and sensitive. The most spiritual sign guides us with the energy of the beautiful moon. Number 19 is the sun. Uriel shows up. The light of God shows up for the sun sign. Great epiphanies, emotional healing. The sun is the planetary energy of the sun card, and it's illuminating, glowing, and awakened. The number 20 card is judgment. Jeremiel is the archangel of judgment, the mercy of God, the source of infinite love and mercy. And um, this is to always, always bring love into our judgment calls. And the planetary energy is Pluto, transformational and renewal. And then the last card in the major arcana, number 21, is the world. Archangel Michael shows up for the last card, the protector of the earth. And we now gain pride in the, the journey completion that we've just gone through. The astrological energy or the planetary energy is Saturn, tested and challenged. And we have worked through the karma. We've been tested and graduated with full honors by the time we are done with the hero's journey and the, the completion of our awakened consciousness. That is a brief overview of the tarot cards. They're so much more uh, symbolism, beautiful symbolism. So what I'm going to do is end this podcast here and then I will pick it up tomorrow and we will talk about the symbolism of each card. And the symbolism is really important and a really good tarot card reader understands intellectually the symbolism, but also it's hugely intuitive. And the card spread comes about almost like a story and unfolding. And so a really good tarot card reader that has a strong intuitive connection with the cards can really be very helpful in interpreting where you are on the journey, what the symbols are kind of saying to you, and then interpreting maybe next steps or just clarifying things along the, the path. So I will be back tomorrow and I hope you found this interesting. Every time I explain it, I find it even more interesting than, than before. So thank you for joining me on Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Namaste. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry. And it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome.